Tuning the UK news. I've been on TikTok a lot. Yeah, no commentary, just uh, observation about myself. How have you guys been? Welcome back to the Mental Pacha Podcast. It's just me today, which means statistically, listenership will go a little bit down, and I understand why. I feel better about listening uh, to a conversation rather than a long ass monologue about a person who's. Probably not prepared to talk for an hour by himself in a room. Uh-uh-uh. But sometimes you gotta do it. I feel it's important for me to do this in a regular-ish basis so I can get back to a regular upload schedule again so that I can get back to regularly putting out content again because regularly writing and regularly putting stuff out is the thing that has been sort of, I guess, scientifically proven according to the data. To be good for people like me Who thrives or rather lives or survives On uh, putting my thoughts out into the world The more of my body of work is out there The better it is for myself to be heard And the better it is for you To enjoy what you have been enjoying um, I would like to pretend like I don't know What is it about my podcast that makes people want to listen to it But I kind of know It's partly my... Uh, Introspective tangents on weird things And the way I see stuff Is interesting to y'all And I'm glad for that And so here it is I'm posting this episode um, Ahead of some other pre-recorded ones Because Of a very important reason Because there are some things that I think are Current As in um, Things that I have to address topically Topicality wise And I think it might help uh, for people who want to know how I feel about this Or want a new perspective on how you can absorb the news What news am I talking about? Well, let's go down the gamut First uh, Let's start with something I can easily get out of <laughs> Let's start with something lighter Relatively lighter It is the Trangano floods I say this is light Even though it's not Because You know, literally the water is heavy <laughs> because this is something we have done or, or we've been through before last at the end of last year we know what to do we know how to send help people in fact some of the areas in Pantai Timo uh, were affected uh, even during the last floods of the end of last year so go to hashtag Darurat go help when you can where you can and please use this opportunity to remember that it is always Obvious in this cases like this, who is helping and who is not, and know who is not helping, and then just be aware of them. Just write their names down and be like, "You didn't help. You were supposed to help. You person who are in charge of things, and therefore you use your power of voting, not voting, support, not support. You know, put your money where your money is. What? Put your resources where it would help the most, and don't give energy to 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 places that does not come out with useful uh, uh, energy back. You know what I mean? 
help people when you can uh, if you can you, you should because uh, you should and that is uh, that is happening I don't really have any particular insight to that just want y'all to know if this is your source of news somehow <laughs> go and help the people in Jagano however you can there is resources out there to put your your uh, uh, help into and then another quick thing is this quick I don't know this is the Tim Leisner uh, and Rohana Rojan thing they are who are they there was this guy who's a Goldman Sachs banker. He's one of the major characters in the Billion Dollar Whale. If you read the book, you should. Uh, the Billion Dollar Whale is, is of course, the book about... Uh, <laughs> the Billion Dollar Whale should be subtitled The Billion Dollar Whale. Or How Najib Stole My Money, specifically me. My money and your money. If you're listening to this and you're a Malaysian, very likely you are, statistically, based on my um, uh, <laughs> podcast analytics, you are a Malaysian. That means... This book is about how most of your money went to and why it is not, you know, helping our nation become, you know, fulfilling the promise of the Asian tigers in the 80s. Yo, we used to be in that trajectory. We, me, us, Korea, South Korea, same level. And now, what? Why? Why aren't people listening to MPOP? And why aren't, you know, Popeyes in the US having a seasonal item? Called I am going sambal Well this is partly why uh, Because people like Najib Who have been able to Cipher the money off And do whatever the fuck he wants Be a fun little criminal boy uh, And then uh, Part of the Whenever you are Doing a criminal enterprise This gigantic Of course there's Other tentacles that latch onto it And Tim Leisner is one of the uh, Assholes who are involved This guy punya Work in the book is shown to be as the dude who brings the money. Of course, Goldman Sachs, right? And he's the scapegoat right now. Because, of course, if you work for Goldman Sachs and you hold that account, you're going to see some some stinky money coming in and out. You're going to know. Just look at the numbers. And they just let this guy do it because it's our money going to the bank. You know what I mean? So, Tim, of course, being a white dude here in Malaysia and being a banker, my best guess is that Probably being a banker is the only thing that he got going for him. <laughs> uh, which is why he needs to find a Malaysian woman. I don't know. There's a lot of people. People have well, a lot of reasons why people have affairs. I'm not going <clears> to <throat> go into what that means. But he did. He had an affair with an astro executive, Rana uh, Razan. I mean, this is all allegedly, you know. I, uh, I allegedly don't know the truth of what the case is, blah, blah, blah. But this is what was being reported and discussed in the US courts. And he bought her a $10 million house in London. I mean, you're a banker. Can you not be smart a little bit about using the money? There's cheaper houses here, bro. <laughs> Why do you ask for a house in London? Rosanna? Rosanna? Rohana? Lady? You go there a lot? If you already go there a lot, why? Why buy a house there? You want to move there? You live here, right? Don't you live here? You don't Okay But I don't I don't know man Do I think about Whether or not This is a triumph For feminism <laughs> We have two major criminals That are ladies Maybe three lah Three major criminals That are ladies Rosma uh, Mona Fendi And now this person Great 
You know, add to the list. Don't make crimes uh, just a big boy club. You know, make it make it a gender gender equal playing field. March eighth is coming up soon. You know, International Women's Day. Gatekeep, girl boss, gaslight. Do your thing, girl. Do your thing. Of course, I mean all that facetiously because what the fuck did you use my money for? God damn, she knew about all this thing and then just, eh. The the venom that she receives online that I saw uh, past couple of days when this news was hot, it was so like fiery and 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 tempestuous. People are mad that this lady allegedly betrayed an entire country. And I'm like, you're forgetting that the dude is the one who bought the house. Also, they're both equally in trouble. Also, for, go even a little bit far back, it's still a dude. Who you know pretended like he didn't know what he was he signed things off to, like I don't know I signed this oh, but oh is this the government's money uh, blah, 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 blah. Ugh. so yeah this is why Astro sucks I guess you know this has something to do with the Malaysian pay gap thing that just came out if you don't know it is an Instagram. Uh, account that is called Malaysian Pay Gap. I suggest you go there and follow if you don't follow it already. It is a uh, a place where y- you run by right now run by one person literally, and already has a thousand, a hundred thousand followers after for after like a week. Amazing, because the message is amazing. Which is you you direct message uh, this account anonymously. Uh, tell people what you work as uh, and your salary and then everybody just gets to know what their market market value is and be able to negotiate for better wages yes I don't think people are aware of how revolutionary this is and how it's gonna fuck everything up I'm very amazed that nobody has gone after this girl yet because this is gonna be a, a, a landmark moment hopefully if everything if people use this right politically to push towards a labor movement where we would have a, a political party that's no longer based on race or religion but based on something actually tangible and powerful which is yo class work and you know we all do labor and we all want labor rights and literally everybody is a worker therefore this is an issue that affects everybody even as much as I like some of the initiatives of the party muda it's still an identity based uh, political party you're you know yeah you can say that oh no we are actually fight for everybody yeah okay right then why do you call yourself Buddha man does it stand for anything or is it just literally really like run by the youth it's not particularly f- 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 like long form thinking I feel like Buddha I mean again I'm not a politician but I as far as I, I understand labor as a party as a political party is is has seen its precedent everywhere else not everywhere else but a lot of other places around the world and this Malaysian pay gap thing is super important go get in there key in yours read up on your field and and switch jobs really insist on being paid for what you're worth and make sure you have enough money saved up in the bank account so that you can subsist on that while you can say yes to the jobs that you can have and, and, and are really worth your skill set uh, a trend that I see is working in companies that are not Malaysian surprise and 
being able to negotiate for your salary. So now is a perfect negotiation negotiation tool for your end. Go there and, and be paid for your what you're worth. Why did I bring this up with the Astro thing? Because a lot of the arguments in the Malaysian pay gap thing, when when they are in fields or industry fields of industry that I am familiar with, like advertising or or uh, media. They will say something that sounds like this. We'll say something like, "Oh, companies in Malaysia don't know how to value their workers. The, uh, that's why they pay us very low." That's a million percent not true. They know exactly what you're worth, and that's why they pay you less because you don't know how much you're worth. If you know exactly how much you're worth, you will insist on higher pay, and you would not take a job that's low pay. But so many professionals, like dude, celebrities, you know, celebrities, you know now. Think of a celebrity. Okay, you got it? Okay, this person, specifically that person in your head, says yes to jobs that are worth a lot less than what they should be, be, be paid for because they would rather have the job than not have it and that's why the pay is so small here or like relatively small here because we have to accept the fact, man. We have to meet reality where, where reality is and that is Malaysia is not... A country that is that can helpfully, reliably, safely, confidently call itself a developed nation. We are poor as fuck, relatively, really, really, genuinely, because there are still places with no uh, running water, no electricity, no easy access to housing. Our our vaccination rate is low because of that, not necessarily because of the anti-vax people. Anti-vax people are loud, but. Infrastructure problems are even louder as a cause of our vaccination rates being not great. And uh, why? Because wealth is not distributed where it should. And why is wealth concentrated in the hands of the few? This is not a uniquely Malaysian problem. Okay? So, like, if you assume in your head that countries that are richer have no... That have no... Or... However, they don't have the same problems as we do. That's not true. Problems of capital, problems of labor are the same everywhere. The reason you don't see it is because they have other things that are better. For example, what I'm, maybe if I can illustrate this better. If, if you think that power concentrating in the few and that only the people who know people only get to, get to do certain things and, and be visible in certain spaces and you think this is a unique emulation problem, not true. Because if you th- imagine a country that, that doesn't happen, this country has little states or like pockets where that happens because of capital. The only way out of this is if, if, if we bring up the line where we bring up the level of our B40 closer. We close the gap. We close the pay gap from the B40 up to the middle class, then you see that if it is obvious to everybody that everybody has equal chance, merit will go up and people will say, okay, I'm not the best person for the job, get this other person for the job. That will be said and that will be said yes to. But now, it doesn't work that way because it is true that your neighbors are poor, that you interact every day with somebody who, you know, buys a single egg I don't know every couple of days as their groceries. It's not like it's not unheard of. It's right there. I can I can look out of my window, and without my eye line reaching the horizon, 
I can know and point out several people who have needed the kind of help that I I've been able to provide via you know kitajaga.co that they with just a couple of months of tanda salary they now need diapers they now need basic necessities they need they need rice they need cooking oil these we are not in a nation that knows how to take care to take care of itself and it's not a unique problem it's just a capital problem and 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 the the more we take care of ourselves uh, as as how we are being paid the better we will be and the better we will, the better our lifestyles will be you ever notice why like there's so many like filipinos <laughs> like outside of the philippines is because they have reached the advanced stage of what we where we are in moving in the direction towards meaning they are like they have even more infrastructural infrastructure problems related to them being a bunch of islands so it's harder to get everything everywhere but also they have to leave to get better pay for their family otherwise it just doesn't work they can't it doesn't make sense to stay and i know i've been talking in this whole spiel of, 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 of wanting to leave the country i'm trying my best i keep not being able to do it but i i'll keep trying until i can get there because it really doesn't make sense for me to just stay here because the things that i want to do which is really here's what i really want to do i just want to be funny make funny stuff because that's what i'm good at and i want to be paid for it i don't want to be paid for it such that i can own a yacht i just want to be able to afford rent that's literally all i want to do i just want to buy oranges I just want to be able to eat some fancy cheese every four months. That's all I want. And even that is like close to impossible to do here because of, you know, people like this uh, astro person who would rather say yes to a bunch of money rather than go, hey, wait a minute, let's bring these people to justice and maybe return some of that money back to the people. But, you know. It doesn't work like that. Uh, we all uh, live in our own special hell, I suppose. Okay. Did that help you think about things? No? I don't know. Uh, for that segment, the lesson to take away is uh, go to Malaysian Pay Gap on Instagram. Tell them what your salary is and find your industry in there. See what the market value is and you know decide. Even if you don't have a job yet, you can use that as a benchmark to decide what kind of job you should get into. And uh, tips uh, for me, uh, at least, uh, switch jobs often. Uh, value yourself higher than you think. And uh, yeah, be aware that the best opportunities will not be here in this country. It really is unless you're a royalty. And even then, you know, if you're a royalty and you have money, like, fuck, fuck you. Respectfully, respectfully, you know, go to hell. But, you know, I say that with love. But uh, yeah, I hope you die in a fire. I mean, you know, not like not like in a bad way, just in a friendly way. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, and then we come to the fun part of the of this thing where I I want to talk about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? Feel good. <laughs> There's some slight personal connection to this uh, for me because. I did a show recently where this uh, this pharmacy owner and his wife uh, they came to a stand-up show. They paid for their staff to go uh, to the show. The show was on Wednesday night. It was a weird show, as in weird as in it's new and fresh and, and and you know those are the kind of shows I like. I was hosting that show. It was, it was doing well, and uh, it went great actually. And then they were generous enough to stay on and then ask uh, when the next shows are going to be happening. 
And I told them And they were Very kind And the pharmacy owner Punya husband Husband pula Pharmacy owner Is the husband And the wife Of that owner Is a Ukrainian lady And she was very nice Very generous And we did not Broach the subject Of the Ukrainian invasion To her Of course Because You know why uh, But I do hope That that She Is okay And that her relatives Over there Are doing well uh, I don't have any personal friends uh, who are currently staying in the Ukraine, but I do know of the Ukraine as a very particularly important and interesting country because they do have uh, a comedian as a president, and that is gangster as fuck. Uh, this guy played a teacher in a sitcom, a teacher who complains about politics and then ends up being elected. President, and then from that storyline, he he jokingly uh, created a campaign, and then he got elected, and he ended up becoming uh, president. Because you know, particular forms of comedy, well, all forms of comedy, we point at absurdity, we highlight it, and we express it. And the gigantic forms of absurdity that happens in Ukraine is this lah is is uh, injustice when it comes to the people in power. And for some comedians, this is their this is what they eat. As in, you know, John Stewart, John Oliver, Trevor Noah, Hassan Minaj. They look at this big institutional injustices, and that's their material. And for the country like United States, of course, it's a gigantic country with with too many you know too many people to vote for and against. Uh, therefore, I'm not surprised by no comedian has ever became a, a, a president yet. Uh, as Ukraine as Ukraine is, what I mean is, as a former Soviet uh, Union uh, uh, member, meaning it used to be communist uh, country, and then it suddenly just you know it became the Ukraine, and then it allowed for enough freedom of speech that you can criticize the politics on network television, and then have that guy become a president, become the president, and this guy is actually doing a great job. Like kudos, 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 kudos. To this guy Because he's doing it well Like he's been These quotes are like amazing But Joe Biden was like We offer you a ride out of uh, Ukraine if you want And he's like We're at a war I don't want an Uber I want ammo And it's like legit Dude this guy's gangster He's like wearing the army fatigues Going out and like You know getting shit done And the people love him Makes sense Now you understand why in Malaysia uh, Satire is suppressed so heavily because it does have the power to change a lot of people's minds And if you listen to comedy a lot uh, You will start to notice absurdity in your daily life And the gigantic loud absurdities are usually injustices like this uh, You know, locking up a graphic designer uh, Because the government is being mishandled Sure stupid But yeah man The thing about hearing all Okay, so this Uh the news about the 10 million USD uh, I bought that house for and of course you know cases still going up I do find it particularly difficult to be funny uh, or to create joy out of this like moments of I don't like it. it it puts me in the mind of a person who would rather you know close my eyes with my with my hands like put my hands over my face and see the world through the gaps in my fingers and just 
hope everything goes away but that's not how I should move in the world like bravery looks different in different ways and I understand I'm not some kind of soldier dude I'm not gonna fight in the Ukraine I'm not some kind of assassin guy who wants to you know murder everybody who's <laughs> who should be in jail right now and I'm not some kind of lawyer person who knows how to go against Azabaki or whatever the fuck but in my own sphere of influence I know there is a value of me just talking talking crap and hopefully injecting joy into into uh, into your daily so that you the listener have the power to use your resources and energy in the direction of good because I mean if we're all here for each other and if it's true that we are we are we all can only do what we can in, in our area of expertise then this is what I'm doing the the daily grind of, of writing for the Douglas Slim and Juanita breakfast show for Fly FM has really helped me like sort of work on that muscle that looks at at a machine to create joy and just feed it because not everybody has to fight dragons every day it's tiring we're just people you know and even after you do your heroic work of every day taking care of whatever you need to take care of and and you listener being a good person and putting your light out into the world very important and if listening to this helps you get there uh, I would be glad to just be here and be silly with you okay speaking of silly we still haven't gotten there yet <laughs> oh boy now that we got all the serious stuff out of the way uh, I'm gonna go into some insights into some recent thoughts I've had okay here's the thing um Recently, I was using uh, uh, my tripod that I use regularly to to uphold, <laughs> to hold aloft. <laughs> In recent days and months, I've used my my tripod stand to hold my ring of light aloft. Um, I was using the my tripod to to put my ring light and. I was moving it from one place to another place and then I heard a crack and then one of the legs just fell straight out and a a small piece of plastic came out and it broke, you know, for for all the ways to explain it. It it broke lah, that's that's the way to, to talk about it, to describe it. And I don't like that it broke. I hated it. I was got angry. I got angry because I'm still putting up, putting together my home office. It's kind of looking like almost together. Um, the the cover art to this episode might be that, might be the picture of my home office. And I like how it looks right now. I mean, how it functions. I mean, I like how it functions right now. It looks kind of whatever. Um, but I like how everything's in within reach and I have my ring light, I have my camera, I have my mic and I have my, my mouse and keyboard all in good ergonomics. It's just the tripod broke and I was very upset and then I remember that the tripod is about almost like 15 years old. <laughs> I should not be upset when old things break. Right? Don't we always agree that old things, old things are, 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 that things don't last forever? It seems like absurd, actually. You know? Oh man, I can't believe this shit. 
How come you didn't last for 30 years? <laughs> I forgot how much I paid for it. I mean, I probably paid for itself by now, but... You know what I mean? We shouldn't be upset when something old is, it breaks. If you are old, you know what I mean? If you are old and you walk and then suddenly you run into a wall, don't be upset at anything. Your body is old and it's decaying. You belong on the ground. That's where you came from. So why are you so surprised that things are breaking? <laughs> All things are supposed to break And we should expect that And we should be okay when things break Because it lets us know that it's time for something new And I think this is Like something that I did not Properly consider um, Of myself Of myself of, 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 of how I react to things I think partly because I have Been Younger Longer than I've been old let me explain what that means. I, <laughs> I'm only I'm I'm new to this being old shit, you know. I'm I'm just got into being old. I don't have any older relatives or older friends about around me telling me how it's like to be old and you know delivering wisdom that I can uh, digest properly. I just know what I know, and what I know is that you know I'm young and I'll live forever. That's <laughs> that's not a thing that I think now, but I know I used to think that. But that kind of awareness of being old Also like is this part of it Which is Man if things break They should Things don't last forever They're not supposed to You know Like if something breaks because it's old That's fine It should not be something you're upset at In fact it's not something you should be confused at either Things age And and things go away That's just a law of physics Of entropy Therefore It is also not fair to be confused or angry when things that are extremely old no longer function to the benefit of the majority. I'm talking about systems of economics, maybe. You know what I mean? I'm talking about the way we treat each other uh, uh, with money sometimes. When an employer says it's not personal, it's business, that means if it's business, I can screw you over. That's not fair. You know, and maybe that kind of thinking, which is a capitalist deal that has been existing for millennia, maybe the reason this thing, maybe maybe the reason why, like I saw this post somewhere where it's on Reddit. Somebody posted, "How much money do you think you be you be able to make after you retire?" And then that thread got locked, and the message was, "We are locking this uh conversation because there's too many su- suicidal ideation." I'm like, yo, bro, that's a red flag. If people look at their finances and want to kill themselves, no bueno, no mas, bro. It's not great. And that's, that is a tell, a signal that the system that we've been sitting on and living with, maybe it's not sustainable. It's no longer sustainable to just tell somebody, hey, it's business, man. I'm, I'm supposed to undercut you. And, I'm, and as a business, I'm supposed to make the most profit as possible. I'm supposed to cheat you out, cheat you out of your money if you don't read the contract properly. This is not kind. This is not working. This is killing people internally. And so we should change because the system is old and we should fix it. There is no thing, even this, even I would argue, even a set of ideas that should last for like longer than two or three millennia, I feel like. Because two or three millennia, like longer than, I don't know, a thousand years, 500 years, I'm not sure. But ideas should also die. And like be 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 able to rot and be f- and fall away so that people can forget them. You like to you 
people like to suggest or insist that their book of religion is faultless and 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 there's nothing there that that should be changed or what. As a as a Muslim, I can say this that in the Quran, uh, there are rules that we don't follow. That we're not supposed to follow, and it's not great to follow. And people, you know, counter argue that no, you can't pick and choose what you want to follow with the religion. Yes, we can, and we should. One of the things that we have and did was all the mentions of slavery in the Quran. The Quran says you can we have people as slaves. Hey, man, that's like legit, and the, no part of the text says uh, that is not a good thing. The only uh, reason we don't do slavery anymore and claim that it's a, a religious right for us to to own slaves is because it's gross. We as a collective people decided, okay, maybe this idea is old and we shouldn't use it anymore, and therefore we don't. Similarly, and less you know, less uh, controversially, washing your hands with soap is now a thing that we do because we know it's cleaner than just washing your hands seven times, right? We know that, and so that is. A standard that we 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 have used, and that involves from thinking that has existed a little too old for a little too long. Things break when they're old, and so let it go and let it die. So the lesson here is: if you are upset that something breaks, man, maybe uh you should consider that you need to uh, uh replace it. This is you know the 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 addendum to this is that we think we can afford whatever we have. But we can only afford it if we can buy it twice, and if we can replace it when it needs replacing. Otherwise, I sense that most of us are spending way more than we should, saving way less than we should, and perhaps uh, are worthy of earning a lot more than we currently are earning. I don't know. Okay. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that the Mental Pacha podcast you're listening to right now does not exist without direct support from listeners like you. We use all of the money only to feed back into our live shows and our exclusive Patreon content and to the cost of making this podcast. So I appreciate your direct support very much. I know it's a model that is a little new, a little different, and you have to give up money. Maybe you're not used to it, but I do encourage you to try and support. Maybe not me, maybe other creators try to find a way to support them more directly. This is so we don't feed the gigantic hate machine that is Google and Facebook, but also so that you can feel good about enjoying your work and to remember that art costs money and that we're all here to help each other survive. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm very grateful for your support. And with that, I would like to shout out uh, your name as per usual. Here goes everybody who is a patron on Patreon.com/slashpinmonkeys. Their names will be shouted out here, and they are Aisha. Salah, Amsha, Natra, Alina, Ifi, Sarah, Faza, Arina, Tasnim, Ayuni, Ayman, Amanda, Anwa, Nick Hanis, Trisutris Nofu, Rachel Chi, Ira, Daniel Imran, Alia, Musemeister, Sabrina, Mayamin, Safri, Shafiq Roslan, Zan Balik, and Nicole Dorville. If you want your name to be shouted out on this podcast as well, just head over to patreon.com slash pinmobankies and support us for as low as 5 ringgit a month. That's cheaper than your breakfast today. 5 ringgit a month will really help us out. Thank you so much for your support. And now, back to the podcast. I was 
watching this uh, this kid show was I <laughs> I was watching this kid show when I was a kid and I remember that it would do this thing or rather I remember this trope happening which is the characters or the narrator in the show would at about the uh, the almost final part of the show the narrator or one of the main characters would go wow what an adventure that was like they would comment on how it went and I remember <laughs> I remember thinking hey man I think it's up to me to judge whether or not that was an adventure or whether or not that was fun because a lot of the shows they, their tone is like that like you're supposed to agree with them oh wow wasn't that exciting guys yeah Was it? I don't know I don't think so This is the kind of cynical point of view that I I think I might have But then the more I examine this thinking It's more likely That I agree with the narrator And the person talking Because It's tempting to think or assume That this part of the show This part where <laughs> the the show itself tells the audience how to feel about the show is like a cop out. It's tempting for you to suggest that it's a cop out. Like, oh man, I'm writing a kids show. I have a PhD. Why am I writing this show where I have to limit the vocabulary to four syllable words? Uh oh, to 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 make sure that I know this story is good or the audience knows that the story is good. I'm just gonna write this story is good, isn't it? So that the kids will nod along and, and agree. It's tempting for you to think that that's the, the writer being lazy. However, I put it to you that it is an important part of development and learning for the narrator, the the, the characters, to tell the kid watching how they should feel about what just happened. Because, like, when you grow up, you don't really know what normal is. Right? Like, a kid cries more often than not, or, like, a lot of the time... They cry socially. As in... <laughs> I've seen this happen with a child. A child that is like crying age, which means two or three years old. I saw it through a CCTV or a monitor. And then the, the kid was known for crying. They fell on their... F- they, was walk- they were walking through a door. And they hit their head. Bah! Like just violently. I could see them like having whiplash. And then they go, eh, almost crying, but then they just hold it in and then keep walking. And I'm like, whoa, what? You're supposed to cry right now. You chose not to. Because crying is a social thing. Kids do fake cry. They cry for attention. They cry directionally. They try to, to try to cry in the direction of the people who will listen and take care of them the most. And also, they sometimes they cry only based on the reaction of other people around them. If a kid falls and you go, oh no, the kid might go, oh, it was that bad, I don't have to cry. So like, their reaction is a social thing. So how they feel is, 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 is relative to how the feelings of the people around them. And this thing needs to be taught in some ways. So a show that for kids is showing maybe like, uh, 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 an episode where the character goes 
and makes tea and then the the character goes wow that was an adventure it's important for the kid to understand that that was an adventure for the kid you know what i mean we don't want the episode of the show to be the character going to space eating a space mushroom turning into a, 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 a tentacle monster and then going back to earth marrying the prince of saudi and then uh cutting up op- cutting open the belly and finding the 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 secret uh treasure of alexandria and then going home being like eh it was kind of boring wasn't it that's not what you want to tell the kids you know <laughs> you want you want them to have an acceptable level of what is normal and what is amazing and what is an adventure so that in real life they don't get bored of how the world works <laughs> i think a, a kid show is never that exciting anyway it's not supposed to be it's supposed to just teach kids things the characters just go through things in a very much um characters in tv shows they just don't know a lot of things they just pick up a cell phone and be like what is this i know what it is but do you know it's a telephone Oh yes, a telephone. What do you do with the telephone? Who? You you take a dick pic. Oh yeah, I take a dick pic. We are gonna take dick pics. You know what I mean? It's like a thing you teach. <laughs> it's where <laughs> it is a place where you teach kids basic shit that should happen. Therefore, when they say, oh, that was an adventure, then the kids go, oh, yeah, that was an adventure. Today, my adventure would be to make a cup of tea and that would be safe and manageable instead of, you know, insisting that, this sh- that nothing happened. Like, if, we, if, if a show happens and then they, the characters don't say it was an adventure, the kid is supposed to make up their own mind and they don't have any frame of reference. So, Jesus is gonna, you know, either be really bored by the biker mice from Mars shooting a guppy in the neck with a harpoon and then be be utterly bored when they go out and the only thing exciting is the rain you know so yeah i i, I understand now why uh characters in kids shows like to tell the kids that things are interesting is to temper your expectations and to learn about what you should expect and what you shouldn't expect <laughs> you know what i mean okay so that's uh kid shows and expectations about adventure and if you wanted to learn anything from this is that uh, pay attention to how other people react to you when you tell your stories to them because if they react weirdly then maybe whatever you're going through was not normal yeah it is uh, it is a thing to pay attention to alright I do feel like for a solo episode I do not want to go a little I do want to go too long uh, because I worry about keeping your attention, listener. Because it's just me talking. It's just my voice, my particular way of mumbling words. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> so that I will leave. I will leave everything here, and then uh, I will let you go about your business. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mental Pacha Podcast. Please take care of yourselves and take care of each other. I love you. I love you. Support us over at Patreon.com/slash/PinballMonkeys. Uh, our uploads are very slow because uh, our other monkeys are <laughs> all of us really are becoming way too uh, busy slash uh, finally getting to do work <laughs> but we have updates coming uh, don't worry so 
go and support us. Uh, support this podcast over at patreon.com slash monkeys. You already heard that promo, so uh, let me know what you think if you want to. You know where to drop your message in at mzkrx over at the socials. Thank you, thank you. And bye.